Alright everyone, it's another Giraffes Have Black Tongs Classics Edition. Uh, this is Dave, and I'm joined by Donnie. Hello. And for this episode, wait, what was this one called? This episode is called Dave Talks Justice League. Fuck yeah, he does. Boy, yeah. did he ever. So yeah, your name's in the title of this one, holy shit. So you know it's one of my favorites. That's right. That's how, that's why we're kicking it back as a classic, automatically, because I'm in the title. <laughs> and also, a very minor note, it's your debut episode. Oh yeah. Yep. If we only knew, back then, that we would be on episode 60 right now. Things would this, be different. This will be right? like 62-ish, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, 60 main episodes. I wouldn't I wouldn't number these. I, I don't think I'm going to number these ones. Yeah, again, we're we're uh we're talking to you guys from the past. How's it going? Good. All right. Hope nothing bad I'm glad. happened in these uh rhetorical. in the time we've been away. Actually, no. Not rhetorical question. Tweet us your answer right here and now at @hbt pod. Interactions. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, this is the first time I came on to the podcast to uh, help Dave talk about all comic downhill books. Hill from there. Yep. This, this, I think uh, this episode, maybe the other one too. Last week was maybe pre-soundboard. Oh shit! Shit! I know this is crazy. This is like a caveman podcasting over here. Yeah. This is before we even uh, discovered yeah. fire and shit. I know. What the fuck? But okay, so in this episode, we talked about. Uh, Wonder Woman, Volume 4, Trinity, Volume 2, um, Justice League, Volume 5, and X-Men Blue, Volume 3. Oh, shit. Okay, so this is back towards the early days of my horrible, horrible decision to read all of X-Men Blue. (laughs) Well, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, I guess it was. Took up a whole year or so. I think the only thing I remember about Wonder Woman is the... They had the uh, the Cheetara lady in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cheetah, I think. Yeah, yeah, the, whatever her fucking name is. What the hell is Trinity? Oh, Trinity fuck. That's the... is Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman. That's right. Oh, man, I forgot about that. We're the that. Trinity of podcasting, you, me, and Ralph. That's right. Okay, now You're I You're the Batman of our team, he's the Superman, and I'm the Wonder Woman, because I'm also there. Why do we read so much fucking Justice League this episode? Because Dave reads Justice, or Dave talks Justice League. It was yeah, already titled that. We titled Fuck, these, we t- for those of you who don't know and need a sneak peek behind the curtain, we come up with the title before we even pick books. We title an episode a month in advance, and then we just fill in the blanks from there. That's how it's done. Yeah. So we were like, hey, Dave, you're going to talk about Justice League on this episode in a month from now. I was like, <laughs> all right, I guess. Maybe I'll pick up a bunch of Justice League books then just to be safe. Some X Men too. I think that's weird. It's like one of these things is not like the other, Dave. You should have had. You should have made a theme. No, X Men Blue is like a team building exercise book for X Men, and I let you join the team here. Oh, is that what it is? So it was like a learning. I don't. I'm stretching. Yeah. You got to go back in time, like they did, or no? It was a metaphorical fuck. team building. Go forward exercise. in time, like they did in X Men Blue. Right? Is that the time? That's the time travel one. The baby X-Men? Yeah, that's, that's the right, time good. travel one. All right, all right. Sounds good. Number three. That might be the one where we got, like, the old man uh, Deadpool. Yeah, I think you're right. Old man Deadpool. Yeah, we have that to look forward to. That's good. Nice. All right, I'm excited about this. You'll all enjoy that part. Oh, yeah. 
So yeah, guys, have fun with that. We'll leave you to the episode. And uh, Dave and I will be back next week with a proper episode. So remember to read the... Uh, fuck, what, what books were they? Remember to read Gideon Falls, Volume 1, and The Simpsons, Treehouse of Horror, Issues 19 to 23. And watch Krypton. Yeah, and watch Krypton, the latest episode, which I uh, still need to find. I'll put it in the description. All right. <laughs> Three join weeks us. later, we're still not sure. <laughs> still not sure. This, this didn't, we're not recording <laughs> this immediately. Us. We, we promise we're not recording immediately after episode 60. So this is, this is not from yeah, that. We, that we would put be in lazy. That's not our style. Right, we put right. It in work. Yeah. We titled this episode a month ago. That's all you know. Hell yeah. So join us next week for... Your favorite holiday of mine. Yeah, I love Giraffetober. It's very good. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. everyone welcome to giraffes have black tongues this is another one of those baby giraffe episodes my name is dave uh it's one of those monthly reviews where i'm just gonna be talking about what comic books i've been reading and kind of share my thoughts on them um before we get started i want to give a huge thanks to daniel burbank for letting us borrow his song sorry i like you you can check it out on his soundcloud page at soundcloud.com daniel burbank we will link to it here in the description below so you can find it nice and easy for yourself. Also, a big thanks to Donald Lewandowski at DonaldLewandowski.com. We've got an actual guest on this episode for a change, so it's not just me getting uh, long-winded speeches about shitty books I've been reading. Um, joining us, he is the Giraffes Have Black Tongues podcast Trinity's Batman, if you will. He's the uh, guy who operates from the shadows, behind the scenes most of the time. The one and only Donald Lewandowski of DonaldLewandowski.com. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> hey, man. Can you say that reference again? The podcast Trinity. Oh, okay, so, yeah, yeah. Which one? I, Batman? So, no, 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 Because we read Trinity. That was one of the books we're uh, going to be talking about here. Trinity right, is right. the team of just the big three from DC. It's the Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman series. Yeah, why are they at Trinity? Because uh, they were like, hey, we are the big three money makers that DC and Warner Brothers owns. Fuck those other four useless Justice League members. Let's go off on our own book series and try to make as much money as we possibly can selling our big three marketable characters. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, though. yeah, you know. That's why Batman's yeah. in like 7,000 different books at a time. He, he was in all of them that, that we read from the DC <laughs> one, wasn't he? <laughs> I think he might have at least made an appearance. Well, in, well maybe, not, maybe Aquaman. not Aquaman. No, no, not Aquaman this time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's in like 900 different books at a time. It's insane. But yeah, yeah, I like my analogy because you're the, you're the behind the scenes guy. Batman is known for working out of the shadows so he can strike fear into his opponents. I guess, I guess Ralph is like the stronger talker and stronger storyteller. So I guess, a, so I guess he's the Superman. And then so because the I'm also Woman. here, I'm the Wonder Woman. I, I didn't have like a clever analogy for why I'm Wonder Woman, but yeah, we're also a part of the team. So you could say good looks. I Yeah, that's what I was leaning towards. Or, that's, where, that's where I saw it. Or like going. she she gets super confused and she lost her memory in like the uh, new rebirth series of hers.
So so I forget shit all the time. So maybe maybe something like that. She was also struggling with the English language. Oh yeah, yeah. One book, right? So yeah, because maybe that. because before when she very first yeah. appeared, she didn't know English. She just knew whatever the Amazonians on Themyscira spoke, which is like some ancient history historical language that no one knows nowadays. So like no one could understand what the hell she was saying, and then like within like seconds like that, she just picked up English and was like talking it like. It was her natural language or something, but yeah. Oh, wow. And I struggle yeah. with the English language myself, so. Yeah, there's some uh, some similarities there. Yeah. I, mean, I guess that's more than I thought. lasso around. I do. Right. Lasso of truth. Invisible jet. <laughs> I've, got, I've got many of those. Does, does she really have that, the invisible jet? She mostly just flies herself, so I, I haven't really seen her use an invisible jet in a while. Like in the cartoons, okay. like it, most of the animated series, they'll always have like one or two episodes where she has to carry someone who doesn't fly, so they'll use it. But yeah, I, that's what I remember from those uh, from those old Justice League cartoons. Yeah, but I, I maybe they mentioned it in those books we read. I'm not, I'm not sure. I can't I'm, remember now. I'm trying to but... remember because like we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But there is one part where yeah. like uh, they, they go back to the jungle, and it's her and Steve Trevor, and I can't remember like how she got Steve there or back. I can't remember if they used the oh, jet yeah. or if she just flew and carried him. I'm not sure. I, I guess, yeah, we are getting ahead of ourselves, though. So uh, which, which one did you want to start on? Like, I, I gave you a little uh, a list of, like, the, the three DC ones where I thought you should kind of read them in an order just so they made as much sense to you as they could. And I think the first one of that was either Trinity or Wonder Woman. I think it was Wonder Woman. Yeah, it was Wonder Woman, then Trinity, then Justice League, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah. so we could start with... Uh, Wonder Woman, I guess. Like, the main reason I wanted you to read that one first was just because at the end of it, the the final chapter of it is like a prelude. Um, I, I don't know if it was like a free comic book day issue or if it was just like a, uh, a Trinity omnibus uh, issue or what it was, but it was like a prelude issue to Trinity. And so it kind of set up that team. And I wanted you to just read that before actually reading the Trinity series itself. Okay. So what was that Wonder Woman one about? It was about, um, right, so God what was Watch. the name of the robot thing? I can't remember the AI girl's name, but I remember like the, the organization yeah. is called God watch and it's, it's right. headed up by this uh, doctor named Je- or Veronica kale. And, and basically what the uh, whole premise of it is, is years and years ago, her, her daughter was on like a class field trip to a museum and she kind of wandered off from the rest of the group. And she was stuck staring at a painting for a minute and uh, two strangers approached her. Uh, there were these twin demigods I can't remember the names of any of these characters. I was hoping if you took notes, like that would be the one note you took was all the names. Cause I, I'm blanking on all of them. I didn't, I, I should have, but I didn't. Okay. So the names aren't important. I had never heard of them before. They weren't like huge recurring characters or maybe they were just from like a time before I started reading DC shit, but they were these, uh, twin God brothers and they had, I believe they did actually just call this thing, the soul stone kind of just like the infinity gauntlet from Marvel. I'm pretty sure it was just called the soul stone. Like they didn't edit that at all. Yeah. Yeah. They, they tempted this little girl. They're like, Hey, take a look at this. And they show her the soul stone and it somehow kind of traps her soul. And in addition to her soul, her face, because apparently your face is a a part of your soul, I guess when trapping souls. So it, it wipes her face completely blank. So she kind of looks like, uh, if any of the listeners out there are familiar with the, uh, random dc character the uh, question he's got like this special power where or not like a power but like a uh, uh 
device thing that he uses to like blank his face. So anytime you see him in like the pages of the books or the cartoons, he's just got a blank face. That's all he looks like. It's exactly like that little girl. And um, why does he why does he blank his face? So that no one can know his true identity. It's to keep his identity safe or secret. Oh, okay, gotcha. That face thing was one thing that I thought that I wasn't sure if like the body's still like moving around or well, like like what she, the deal is with that because she ages throughout the the series so it's clearly been like years and years that uh this this has uh been going on for but basically like the twins then show up at uh veronica kale's office and they try to blackmail her they're like this is what happened to your daughter we now possess her still soul if you want it back we'll give it to you you just have to do something for us and they convince her that she has to somehow find out where Themyscira, Wonder Woman's uh, home world, is located, because they've been trying for years and years to get to get the location of it, um, so that they can go and try and take it over. And I don't know why the hell they think this random one Doctor Woman is somehow magically gonna like figure this out and and reveal it to them when they've been like trying for eons and eons. Because since they're gods, like they have all the time in the world or in the universe. But I don't understand why you would put all your eggs in this one woman basket, like. Why yeah, not? Why not? The, like spread it out and steal steal a thousand doctors and people's children's souls and try to bank on like playing by the numbers, you know, not just like this one woman. Right. Yeah. What What was her job again? She was just like a rich woman, wasn't she? She was like a rich woman who headed up. Um, she heads this organization called God Watch. That's that's why it's, the book is called God Watch because it's her group. Oh. And um, they they're like scientists and they're working on like AI technology, like. I forget the name of her best friend, but her best friend is in it for a little bit. And they, they put her best friend into the one robot that they were working on, the robot prototype. And they send her into battle to try and like uh, just beat Wonder Woman and get the, the answer from her the very first time they try to like save the daughter. And uh, Wonder Woman was in the middle of a battle with uh, someone else. And the AI girl ends up getting burned. And because it happened to the the cyborg version of her, it somehow still burned her and killed real her, even though it was just like a mental link to the robot. So like that girl dies immediately after that. And uh, because I was the only friend that Veronica Kale woman had, she implanted her mind into uh, like the all future versions of the AI tech. Kind of kind of similar to like what they do in lots of comic books whenever you have like an AI character. It's like they always just implant the uh, mind and the thoughts and the memory from like uh, a specific person into it. So they kind of just keep recycling her doing that to her. But yeah, I, I think that's all they did was they were working on like this special AI technology for cyborgs or something. Yeah, I think I think she changed her name to Dr. Cyber after they put her in the thing. Does that sound right? Was that the girl, the AI girl, the, or was that the, the AI Veronica? girl? Yeah, yeah, okay. I remember she came up with like a, a code name for herself. I couldn't remember what it was. I don't know why she wanted to do that, though. <laughs> it, it's, uh, I didn't think it was very creative. She's just like, no, I'm, I'm Dr. Cyber now. And, uh, oh, well, no. I, I, didn't really, I didn't really get why. I think that was after like uh, Veronica Kale was kind of being cunty to her. Like, uh, oh. she was there was like this one little part where she kind of was acting like a dick to her. And, uh, she's like, she, she tells her, you're not my friend. You're not actually this girl. You're, you're just, uh, the, the AI of her memory. And then she was like, well then I guess I'm Dr. Cyber or whatever. I'll just be back when you call on me. So she was just right, pouting, right. I think. Yeah. Um, I think what killed her was, a it was a bomb, wasn't it? 
Didn't was, she get like blown up or she, something like she that? She got like I just remember like uh, she had a bunch of burns on her and like they thought she might be able to survive and they like tried saving her, but she died like almost immediately after that. Like maybe it was okay. a bomb. Like she she interrupted Wonder Woman while she was in the middle of some big battle. And I remember mm. she got like charred on half her face. I remember seeing that page. Yeah, I think there was like some kind of twenty four style like countdown going on, and then I think it was a bomb. If I if I remember correctly here. This is the first one I read, so I don't remember. Yeah, see, this uh, I've I've read these a while back, so they're they're not the yeah. freshest. Aquaman will be the freshest for me. Uh, yeah, me too. I finished <laughs> that one yesterday. Okay, so so we'll remember yeah. that shit, no problem. Yeah, we'll we'll get back into it. So I, I think after after that, what happens is, all right. So this part you may not know because it requires a little bit of uh, reading the previous issues. Um, mm-hmm. Barbara Ann Minerva, the the British girl who was hanging out with. Steve Trevor and Edda and uh, Wonder Woman. She she was like the doctor with the walking cane. The yeah. Blonde. All right. So that that wasn't the same rich woman. No, no, no. This is Barbara Ann Minerva, who's like a oh, archaeologist. The, the, the cat, the cat one. Yeah, yeah. Right. So okay, okay. That's the wrong, that's the one. So originally, in the very first issue of this, when Wonder Woman shows up back on Earth, uh, the only thing she remembers is she vaguely remembers Cheetah because wherever she landed on Earth. It happened to be right where Cheetah was, and Cheetah just immediately attacked her. And that brought back some memories for her, but only memories about like Cheetah and how she was not able to get back home. And so originally, in the first volume, the two of them like form a little like alliance where they're going to help each other because uh, Barbara Ann Minerva is also trying to get back to... like She gets her powers from this uh, uh, god... I can't remember the name of it, but it's it's based inside of a tree on Themyscira. So she wants to get back as well with her so that she can go back to like the, the God living inside the tree because he also is like the, the source of her power and stuff. And so the two of them start working together. And then a couple issues later on, Edda and Steve Trevor, um, they're able to, I forget how they do it, but they're able to help her get cured so she's no longer Cheetah. She's just back to being Barbara Ann Minerva, the, the doctor. And so... Yeah, I I had to piece that one together because I was like... I think I wrote in my notes like, why is this Barbara character a cat? Yeah. Like, I didn't understand at all, but I, I figured that out eventually. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they had somehow stopped the curse for, for a couple of issues. Uh, mm. I, I guess through the power of friendship and uh, respect or something like that. I don't know. But oh wow. Yeah, yeah. So so what happens next in the book is um Veronica Kale hires uh Barbara Ann Minerva and she kind of sends her into this uh trap knowing that she's gonna be stuck there and forced to turn back into Cheetah or, or she sends her with uh I forget how she knows she's gonna turn back into Cheetah, but that's the intent of this trip. Barbara Ann, she's an archaeologist, so she thinks she's just actually like funding her next expedition. So then Steve Trevor and uh, Wonder Woman, they, they notice Barbara Ann Minerva is missing and they go on the look for her and they, they realize that, uh, oh no, she's just skipped town to go on this uh, expedition. They try to hunt her down and find her. And as we've already preluded, preluded to, she's now Cheetah again and she's stuck in Cheetah form. So she picks up like a piece of jewelry, I think Wonder Woman does. And that's how she knows that like Veronica Kale did it. I, All right. I, I don't know. I'm asking you that. Do you have that in your notes? Or oh, anything? I didn't write that one down. I, I was because like I I've never read Wonder Woman. So okay. I had no idea like what things were like important and stuff. So 
I don't remember the jewelry thing. Okay, okay, but somehow, yeah. somehow Wonder Woman pieced it together that uh, Godwatch was uh, in charge of uh, setting up Barbara Ann and turning her back into Cheetah. And so she flies. I think she just leaves Steve Trevor there and she just flies straight to Veronica Kale's place and oh, to right. confront her about it. And then um, I don't know how Cheetah gets there, but Cheetah is immediately there as well. Cheetah does not fly. She does not have that power like Wonder Woman does. So I guess being a part Cheetah monster god animal, she just ran super quick. I, I, well, guess. I mean, it makes sense, right? Like Cheetahs don't fly. Right. But so I, I guess, mean, I mean, it seemed sure. like they were, it seemed like it was like halfway across the world that Wonder Woman flew to in an instant. And then somehow Cheetah is also there like minutes later. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, the, I, I guess I, I had trouble comprehending the scale of this arc of the okay. story here. <laughs> I, you know I, what I mean? I thought the archaeology dig was like somewhere over on like Africa, but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Like maybe, it. maybe it was just like down the street from her house. Who knows? Maybe, yeah. It's like just there's New York, and then there's a jungle. <laughs> like yeah, right, right when you yeah, leave the, the city, I guess the jungles of New York. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, they they talk about that. That's a thing. Uh, yeah, I've I've heard talks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, Barbara Ann shows up there, and and she's obviously pissed at Veronica Kale. She's like, you you caused me to turn back into what I hated. This is your fault. I'm gonna fucking kill you. And she comes at her as hard as she can, trying to kill her. But of course, Wonder Woman won't allow her to fucking end her. So she keeps like getting in the way and saving uh, Veronica Kale from Cheetah. There are a couple times where it gets kind of close, where Cheetah is actually like legit, like clawing out like her back and just like digging her nails and claws into her and just like ripping flesh from her, which was surprisingly brutal for like a DC book, I thought. But it was awesome to yeah, see. That, that also stood out to me. Yeah, like it was, but it, it was a I liked bit it. surprising. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So so it ends with uh, Wonder Woman. She she puts a stop to Cheetah's attack, and she tries to convince Cheetah to come back with her and and Steve and Edda and the people that love her and care about her, and maybe they can figure out a way to like get her back out of the Cheetah form, just get her back to being Barbara and Minerva like they did magically before. Um, she kind of pauses for a second, and she takes off running away. Because Wonder Woman can't chase her and stop the bleeding out for uh, uh, Dr. Kale. So she chooses to do that. I believe at some point in time those twins show back up. Is that right? Or, or no, that's just how the book closes with them like hinting. They they like turn the twins into like dogs or something, didn't they? Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I forgot all about that part. Right, because it's just like suddenly like, oh, I have a magic thing now or whatever. Or they tricked them or whatever she it was yeah so so she makes a deal with uh the witch cersei i think and she's an even stronger oh, right. she's even stronger magical powers and uh i forget what it is that cersei used but yeah she she tricked them with a, a piece of a magic artifact or something and it turned them into dogs so they're like veronica kale's like guard dogs watchdogs now and they're trapped in that form and cersei was going to try to figure out how to reverse their soul stone spell on her daughter but it looks like the daughter keeps growing up all throughout this. Like I said earlier, like it goes years and years. Like she's now, she was like maybe like a 10 year old kid ballpark range. Yeah. And now she's like, right. she looks like she's a mid to late teenager. Yeah. I think they said something like that. Like, Oh, she's like 15 now. And uh, that, that stone, wasn't it broken or something or like her soul, like wasn't there or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. It got transferred to their father's 
hell that's, or whatever yeah, now? Yeah, that's what it is. That's yeah, what it is. shit, okay. I'm glad you're yeah. here with notes, because I would have had to read all this again on, like, Wikipedia. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, so they, like, go to, uh, what's the what's the other world called? What's her, like, hometown? Themyscira. Yeah, so they, like, go there. But I think there was a issue missing, because, like, in the one episode, they're like, oh, let's go there. Or sorry, not episode. The one issue they're like, oh, let's go to the uh, to your hometown. I can't remember the Just name. Sydney Island, it. yeah, yeah, Themyscira, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So they're like, oh, let's go there. And then in the next issue, they're just like suddenly going back, and that uh, Steve, whatever her boyfriend, is uh, just like sitting there waiting for him. Like, did, did I like miss an issue or something? Okay, no, yeah. I, I remember that too. Okay, yeah. So I assumed what it was was like. With DC, mainly with like Batman and Superman, they have them in like a thousand different books at a time. As best as I know, this is the sole solo Wonder Woman series that they have. And I don't know that there's a Cheetah book. So I don't know if like maybe this part was in like a, a different book. Like I don't know if maybe they were like launching a Cheetah series and maybe that's where this was from. Or uh, maybe if it was just a different Wonder Woman series that they've started. Because, I mean, the only things Wonder Woman has going on right now are this and the Justice League and Trinity that I know of. Hmm. So, so I, I missed yeah. that part too, yeah. It seems like the most interesting part, right? It's just kind of skipped it. it. It probably would have been, yeah. I thought the book was like, okay. But I, there was a, a lot of issues that was mostly like not about Wonder Woman. Like they're mostly following like the the rich lady and her uh, computer friend. Yeah. I didn't read up on her after reading this to see if she's like a huge uh, foe from the past or not. So I, this is the first time I've ever uh, been introduced to that character. So I don't know if maybe mm. they were just trying to build her up, uh, like uh, position her as like a, a huge next big rival for Wonder Woman or something down the line. Yeah, it's possible. That's, that's kind of seemed like that was sort of like what they were uh, mo- wasting most of their time on doing at least. Especially towards the right. end when she's like fully embraced like the evil team up with Cersei and those fucking guard dogs. That's true. Yeah. So she'll probably come back and start fucking with everyone. I would think. Um, so, yeah. So normally, like, I would just kind of give like my opinion on it. But as, as you said, you, you've never read, read Wonder Woman before. So what do you, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I don't have much like, to compare that with. But um, yeah, it was okay. Like, Wonder Woman's cool. Yeah, I might, I might go back to it if I... Uh, if I keep up with it, when were those issues released? Okay. So, so those were probably about six, seven months ago. Like the, the collected okay. volumes come out about six months after the, the, whatever the last volume in it is. And then it right. usually takes me like a, a month or so to get it around to actually reading it and getting it. So I would say, I, I would see. guess it was probably like seven, eight months ago for that one that they came out. Okay. I might, I might try reading some more. See what, see what I think. Yeah. It's kind of like the first episode you watch of like a new TV show. Like, you know, maybe I need another one. Yeah, it's probably not best decide. that you're starting in like the middle of the series too. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm just sort of jumping in. Yeah. What'd you think about it though? Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I don't really like the Wonder Woman solo book as much as I like her in the Justice League stuff. But okay. I mean, it, it's a good read. I, I I'm not tired of it. I'll keep reading it myself. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I think I like some of the other ones better. Like I, I like the Trinity one and I like the Justice League one better than, yeah, uh, than I, this one, I think. I'd say out of like the, the group that we're going to be talking about today, I, I'd probably rate it uh, towards the top of the lower tier. Like it wasn't my favorite by far. Yeah. 
wasn't the least favorite either? No. Okay. Which it, one was your least favorite? Uh, that might have been the X-Men. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess we'll get to that one eventually. All right. So, uh, um, do you want to do the Trinity one? Or? Yeah. So, so the reason I made this list for Donnie, and I'll just tell it all to all of you, I, I suggested to him to read this one first, and then Trinity Volume 2, and then Justice League Volume 5, and then after that, uh, we added Aquaman Volume 4 uh, at the last second. But I would have told him to do that one last anyway, just because there's there's events that go on in Justice League and Aquaman that kind of affect what's going on in the Justice League book. And they don't really tie into the Trinity. I just wanted him to read this Wonder Woman first because it ended with the prelude issue for Trinity. So to at least kind of like set up what they were trying to form before they kicked off the Trinity series. So I didn't see that connection. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. It is, uh, how did they... So, set that one up like all right so so like if you remember it i don't know if maybe since you read it like digitally i don't know if maybe it didn't include it but uh yeah so it, it, it's taking place back before the first issue of wonder woman you also it doesn't help that you didn't okay. realize or know that oh yeah <laughs> so so when she still doesn't speak english or or anything when she just gets to earth and she immediately wants to start helping people and trying to be uh, a good guy batman and, and superman they, they hear about her and they want to like check up and make sure that she's legit and that she's actually someone they can trust and she's actually a good guy and not just someone like pretending to to do something evil later on down the road. I see. So they're they're both okay, like okay. searching they're both kind of like scouting her and uh hmm. having a little talk about like hey we should probably uh go up and approach her at some point and then she kind of sneaks up behind them and just flies in and she tries to say hello. Superman and Batman obviously can't understand her because they don't understand the the obscuring language, whatever it's called. Um, right. So she has them both hold the lasso of truth, and they can all see the truths inside of each other's hearts and souls. I guess. So that's why somehow like, they all like immediately we're, understand we're a each trinity other. now. Yeah, yeah. Now we know all of your memories. So they immediately like okay, understood each other. Sense. Yeah, yeah. They don't really. They don't tie back to that at all during like the first issue of Trinity, but uh, it was kind of like, I guess this is how it was formed. I mean, that's kind of how yeah. it seemed to me is what they were doing there. I see. So I guess that's the way it started. Yeah. They held a rope but, and learned a new language inside their thoughts. Right. So I guess whatever. Yeah. So, so from there, then we went on to Trinity volume two. Okay. So, so there are some hints to what was going on in the first volume of Trinity. The very first volume, uh, Lois Lane forces Superman to make Batman and Wonder Woman come for a, a dinner. And she just wants to talk it over with them and make sure that, like they, they've got Superman's best intentions. And they're going to try to keep him safe whenever like he's in trouble. Even though she knows he's Superman and he's like the ultimate badass who doesn't really need protection. But he, she just wants to be, be reassured that if something comes up, they, they'll do their best to save him. Because the other thing about Rebirth, this is not the actual This Earth Superman. This Earth Superman died at the very end of the New 52, and it kind of led into the Rebirth. So this guy, this Lois, this Superman, and this John uh, Clark, yeah, John Kent, they're, they're uh, oh. a Superman family from another universe that kind of snuck onto this universe and were just living secret lives like in hiding while the other superman was doing superman things and then superman died at the end of uh new 52 and the earth was about to get destroyed and then this superman who was at the time bearded and awesome looking showed up and saved the day and he's like oh yeah by the way i'm a superman and so like the first couple issues of like the new superman and the new batman rebirths 
are like them feeling each other out and like Batman's trying to figure out if he can trust the Superman like he trusted his old friend, the original real Superman. So it's a little confusing, but oh yeah, I I had no idea that it's a different <laughs> Superman. Yeah, because he he shaved, so he, he looks exactly like the other Superman now too. Well, but, um, why did he shave though? I don't why know. I don't know. Weird? He just randomly came downstairs one in one panel, and he's like, "Oh, I decided to shave finally." And Lois was like, "Thank God!" And that was it. So I guess Lois okay. wanted him to shave. I don't know. But like well, I the the beard is more distinct, right? Yeah, it yeah, it's way badass, cooler, obviously, way badass. So yeah, I think I saw pictures of that bearded Superman. Yeah, look cool. He's an awesome looking Superman. So like in the first issue after that, um, there's this old DC foe, mainly of Superman's. He's called the Mongrel. Um, he used to rule this world called War World, and and he's kind of like one of those like super all powerful beings that are kind of on par with only like Superman and a select few of others. So Superman always usually he always comes close to like getting his way, but Superman stops him at the last second out of nowhere. So he he made this little thing. I don't know if it's like the good that was inside of him or just the good in the world, but they keep calling it and they keep harking back to it because it shows up at the very first part of this Trinity. I can't remember if it was the white elf or the white dwarf or the white light. I can't remember either. Okay. But whatever that, which thing was this? So like when they first go to the cave, they see that new cave drawing and it's over like a little stick figure child looking thing. And like looking oh. on at them watching that is, is the little white light. I'm just going to keep calling it the white light because that's the one I think it okay. is. And then at the very end of the book, the white light is kind of like, oh, I guess I, I was okay on my own after all. Like it said, it had one little panel of speak. I forget what it said, but it was like something like, oh, I guess I'm fine. But like in that first issue, like the white light tricks Poison Ivy into helping them like paralyze all of the members of the Trinity and John Kent to his Superboy. And Lois has to eventually save all of them from Poison Ivy, who's being mind controlled by Mongrel. So, so that's all that is. Like, it doesn't really mention that at all, but that little white light guy is there for like a couple pages just in the background, like watching the Trinity. So like at some point there, there's going to be some big payoff with like Trinity taking on this white light, I'm guessing. So immediately after that, like, I forget, I think they get a, is it a boom tube that just randomly teleports them from the cave to the watchtower? Like, they, they just go to the watchtower for some reason because it's under attack. Yeah, I'm not sure how they got there, but they got there. Yeah, I, I think what it was was a cyborg boom tube, so I'm up there. So all the members of the Justice League are completely getting, uh, they're getting uh, turned into, like, these weird alien creatures um it's got like a a giant nest of whatever they are is on the watchtower or no it's on another ship that crashed into the watchtower and because of that now the uh the they're they're sort of like an insect thing they're kind of like a a brood from marvel but whatever it is it's kind of like spreading its eggs and it's hatching inside of like all the members of the justice league then it like jumps on their head right and it's just like they have a bug head yeah yeah it replaces their head with like a an alien bug head so like the first two we see are the new green lanterns who you're probably not going to be familiar with but uh so like at the very beginning of rebirth hal jordan he had to go out to try and find where john stewart is john stewart the other one of earth's green lanterns he's missing somewhere in space so hal jordan makes it his mission to go and find him and save him if he's in trouble and uh jessica cruz and simon baz they're two of the newest Earth Green Lanterns, 
and he kind of does this thing where he forces them to share a lantern. He, he makes them work together for their powers to work. So that's why it's they're, they're a two-for-one deal no matter what. Just so he can kind of hmm. teach them like teamwork and shit, I guess. But uh, they're like the first two that the, uh, the Trinity encounters as like bug people. So they're trying to prevent them from getting on the ship. I forget what happens, but they all get separated. I think Batman is, or Superman is keeping them busy. Batman gets in. Oh, because they find Cyborg. He's floating out in the debris. He's near death. Like his heart is still beating, but ever so faintly. And he's kind of like powered down to, to preserve whatever little life he had left. So Batman mm-hmm. Batman knows that like in the escape pod chamber, there's uh, some power source that would be strong enough to uh, heal Cyborg up. So that, that's his mission. He's trying to save Cyborg and rescue him by getting him plugged in. While Batman and Wonder Woman are trying to fight the uh, alien versions of the Green Lanterns. At some point in time, Superman and Wonder Woman get separated. And Wonder Woman actually confronts whoever the, the alien... Cre- There's another alien creature who then starts telling her a backstory about his home world. And how they were like a uh, scientific race of people or of aliens. And they were just doing some research and they invited these aliens on and uh, they kind of like overran their planet. And so he was been, he's been tasked with uh, kind of flying them out to the middle of nowhere and just uh, exterminating them to save his world. And so he's trying to explain that this Wonder Woman trying to convince her to let him kill them. And she won't do it because one, they're heroes and they won't let people just die, even if they're not people but alien bugs. And two, because it's also infected like her entire team. So she doesn't know what that would do to them, but she assumes to kill them. Hmm. And then while that is happening, so Aquaman is still in this one. He's still in the Justice League during this one. That's why I wanted you to read it. Because he's he, already he infected. He had the bug thing on his head. Yeah, yeah. Right? He was already infected. That's right. Yeah, okay. That's why. Okay, so Batman, as he's making his way down to the escape pod uh, floor, uh, he comes across Aquaman, who's, who's already infected. And Aquaman is uh, trying to kill him. Or at least he thinks. And then out of nowhere, Flash comes in because he's uh, been vibrating this entire time. So those things can't actually latch onto him and, and implant themselves in him. So Flash kind of tries to create a distraction because Super, or Batman explains, hey, we have to get Victor plugged in down there or else he's going to die. He's near death. So in order to, to sacrifice himself to, to try to save Cyborg... Uh, Flash kind of creates a diversion for Batman to give himself some time to get away from Aquaman and, and get, try to get down to the floor where he can uh, save Cyborg's life. Um, right, yeah, he's like vibrating him through walls and whatnot, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's okay, a thing the okay. Flash can do. Right. Yeah, speed. I guess so. Yeah, that 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 uh, vibrating thing is like, it's funny. <laughs> but yeah, it works. I don't get that one. He moves so fast that he can vibrate through walls and shit. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm just keeping like my molecules apart. And I'm yeah. like, all right. And then he keeps making jokes about whether or not Batman has snacks inside of his bat belt. Only yeah, because since he not. runs so much Come and on. so fast, like he burns a thousand like infinite calories. So he always needs to refuel with like a ton of food. Keep that energy up. Yeah. So but anyway, uh, so he gets Batman to the next floor. And I think Batman encounters, like, one giant bug alien while he's down there before he can actually, like, save Cyborg, if I'm remembering right. Yeah, yeah, it was like, wasn't it a queen or something like that? Yeah. Was, he, was he calling it a queen? 
It was either a queen or else it was a Wonder Woman version of it. I can't remember which one it was. Were those the same ones? I thought the queen was just like a really big one for some reason, and then Wonder Woman had a different one on. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay then. If I remember right, I mean, yeah. I think you do. Because, yeah, okay. So, so it was like a giant... I think I remember there was like a bigger one at some point. But okay, so so that one is uh, messing with Batman while he's trying to save Cyborg. And then the Wonder right. Woman one, I think, attacks Superman outside. So that main alien the uh alien guy from the other planet who's not the bog who's trying to kill the bugs he keeps telling everyone that hey we have to kill you guys you have to sacrifice yourselves and your friends in order to let me kill these bugs and uh save my people so he's he's on a suicide mission and he knows it and he doesn't care about dying he's just trying to get them to let him basically murder all of the uh justice league with their blessing i guess um, so he did something where he like started the uh, watchtower and it started like crashing towards the earth. And um, so Superman is still trying to fight off the two lanterns while at the same time he's trying to slow the watchtower down to prevent it from having like a crash landing on earth and letting the bugs out and uh, getting everyone infected with them. And then at the same time while that is going on, I believe then Wonder Woman gets infected with one herself and she starts attacking attacking Superman as well. Um, during that crash into orbit, it knocks out the two lanterns. So then Superman has to catch them and save them from plummeting to Earth while still slowing down the tower. I thought that uh, Wonder Woman started talking to the bug thing that like took her over. And that's kind of like what made them... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, so that's what finally convinced like, realize them. Realize the... What, what, what's that big... Like, because, because the lasso... Alien's name. Yeah, the lasso. So okay. like they're talking to each other and so, she's like, oh, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. So so the aliens, the, the, the bug aliens aren't actually like trying to harm anyone or attack anyone. Like the lanterns kind of keep saying like help and they all just assume that they were like, help us get these bugs off of us and uh, help us get it clear. But no, it was like the bug part of them saying like, help us. This guy's not all he checks out to be. Uh, and I think Wonder Woman kind of doubted him and didn't buy his story. And so that's why she used the lasso. I don't think she does. She use the lasso, or does she actually just let one like implant on her and, and turn her into one? I can't remember exactly what she did. She, just, I think, like she just like saw the memories or something. But maybe it's because she's holding a lasso. Hmm. So I'm not. I'm not really sure. Okay. So so whatever happened, Wonder Woman sees that they're not bad, and she uh, decides they need to try and like actually save them. Around this time, Batman finally gets Cyborg plugged in, and so he's, he's finally getting some, like, uh, power to himself. So Superman and I think Wonder Woman is now helping him, and the Lanterns finally, like, wake up. They park the Watchtower on top of a LexCorp building to keep it from actually, like, crashing into the Earth and killing everyone or, or turning them into the bug people. So I think they, they finally, like, park it, kind of, with the help of the Lanterns. On, on a building owned by Lex Luthor. Oh, that's right. Because it's like, oh, his buildings are very strong, so it'll be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Sure. Perfect. <laughs> Structurally sound buildings from Lex Luthor. Yeah. They're like, oh, it can take like Superman's. Yeah. Cause, okay. Because he makes the comment that he builds these buildings to like withstand me or to trap me. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. So they they fine, park it there and save the day. I don't really remember. I think that's how that one ends. I don't remember if it like, oh, no, no. So after that happens, um, I don't know if the Trinity goes back to that cave, but it does show one last page at that cave. And that's where that white light thing is. 
that's when it's saying whatever that little di- last page of dialogue that it had was. Mm-hmm. Where I think he's, I think he's just saying something like, "I guess I'm okay on my own." Kind of hinting at he's gonna like break out and like kind of start exploring the world and maybe he, he's supposed to be pure good. But uh, the way he says it kind of like implies that maybe there's a chance like something's gonna corrupt him again, like Mongrel was trying to. I don't remember that last one either. Okay. <laughs> with the white light. But like, yeah, I remember them like parking the ship and then like, I, I think they did talk to each other again at the cave, but for some reason I, I just don't remember the white light. Okay. But uh, they're like, oh, everything's cool now or whatever. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Good job, gang. <laughs> good job, gang. Back to normal. Yeah. And then maybe the white light did something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, what what did you think about that one? Having not read the previous Trinity stuff, I guess. I like this one a little better. It was kind of, it was a little bit like the zombie movie type storyline with people getting infected and stuff. And like, maybe you fight them or whatever. So yeah, yeah I kind of like that part, like getting possessed by aliens and we're going to space. We're meeting a big, weird alien guy. So yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Plus lots of cameos from the Justice League. True. Yay. Yeah. So with bugs on their heads too. So it's like a new justice league. <laughs> That's true. How about you? What'd you think? It was okay. I mean, I don't want to say it was more action action packed than the wonder woman series book was because mm-hmm. the little bit of action that the wonder woman had was brutal and just beyond awesome with the, the cheetah fight. But I mean like yeah, this true. one felt like there was a lot more going on like all throughout it the entire time. Like I think it was just mm-hmm. because there were so many like it was the entire Justice League except for like the Trinity. So there were more people infected by it. So you always had to like watch your back at all times and be aware. And there was just more to like uh, be aware of. Yeah, there's definitely like more stuff going on. They're like, you know, Batman's trying to escape. Superman's trying to stop a satellite from falling and like yeah there's there's a whole lot going on yeah i mean i thought it, i think it, the series is okay um this was only the yeah. second volume of it so i mean I'll, I'll give it a couple more chances i would check it out more i want to dive more into why they are a trinity i guess yeah <laughs> other they... than dc wants money <laughs> yeah that, that was all yeah. i could think of the big three so i yeah i want to know more about this like mind connection they have well like all right so what that was that was all like uh, when uh, Poison Ivy like possessed them or whatever she did to them, she knocked them all out, but they were all into like each other's dreams somehow. Like, I don't know oh, okay. what power or poison she was using when, when she trapped them all, but that's, that's kind of what happened yeah. the entire first volume. So you may have to, you may want to go back and reread that one. Check that yeah, one out. that'd probably be more helpful than yeah. going forward. Yeah. I'll probably go back and check it out. Yeah. I, I remember enjoying it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Justice League? Yeah, the so, next one? so we'll go Justice League, and that was Volume 5 Legacy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so... For, forever Stones. So traditionally, I hate it whenever any comic book team, like, warps into the future, and they see, like, their children from the future, and by default, they've all got the exact same powers, and they're basically them, just, like, newer versions. I hate when they do that. It's the laziest fucking thing. Yeah. Um, so, so that is exactly what happens in this one. We, we, uh, start out in chapter one, like already in the future with like the future versions of the justice league and, uh, they're being haunted by Aquaman. All right. So maybe I should have started with a little backstory about what's going on with Aquaman right now. At this point in time in the uh, DC universe, Aquaman has been trapped inside of Atlantis. He is no longer the king of Atlantis. Um, he is presumed dead. 
by uh, the new king. They, they put this thing called the Crown of Thorns. It's, it's like ancient Atlantean magic. It's impossible for anyone to break in or break out of it. Even if it's like Superman trying to punch through it, he can't break in through it. No one can. You have to have the magical keys that are uh, only uh, given to, to the new king's like right-hand guys. So Aquaman is just kind of living like in the uh, sort of like the ghettos of Atlantis. Um, mm. Presumed dead. So Mera sort of joined the Justice League as like their substitute Aquaman at this point in time. And because that is going on in the current version of or the current timeline, at this point in time in the Justice League volume, Aquaman is uh, now he's like working with a bad guy who who's sort of like a masked ninja character the entire book until the very end. And he's kind of uh, like her, her bounty hunter of sorts. It's not Aquaman like we remember him. He's, he's got the awesome beard back and mm-hmm. he's, he's ha- rationed a body like mostly out of Cyborg's dead carcass, which is kind of badass. Yeah, he was like, I, I feel like he's becoming like a combination of like the other Justice League guys because he also stole that like ring like a green uh, lantern black ring or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I can't was it a black one or a white one? I think it was a black one. Okay. So I I, I don't read black lantern stories at all. I know that there's like <laughs> different colors and they're they're different levels of power. I'm mm-hmm. under the impression that white is the strongest one of them. I, I know that there's like a yellow and like a dark blue, which I think are bad guy ones. So I guess the black mm-hmm. one is another one of the bad guy ones. It's like a super powerful bad guy one, I guess. But yeah, Aquaman right. has, has found one of those and he now controls that as well. And uh, I think he's got the hook hand too from like the is old it, cartoons. I don't remember a hook hand. Oh, shit. Did I he? Thought, I, didn't, I, I thought he didn't hand. have two hands. I thought he only had one hand and like a hook. I think it was just like one hand and then like it was just like a stump. Oh, I thought it was some kind uh, of weapon. I could be wrong though. Maybe... But anyway, I can't remember a hook. Uh, but anyway, so like that's the the version of Aquaman that we get. It's not like classic AC Arthur Curry Aquaman from from the Justice mm-hmm. League and that we all remember. So, in order to get out, it's where it's implied that he's had to do some uh, really bad, gruesome shit in order to get out, and it's corrupted mm-hmm. him, or like he's being controlled by someone who's corrupting him, and they've got him as like his evil bounty hunter chasing down what remaining heroes of Earth are still alive the heroes there's a, a tank guy who's kind of like another version of superman like a younger superman guy he's even got the cape with the superman house of l signal on it so it's implied yeah, that he's carrying around that uh, lasso too yeah and he's also got the golden lasso so it's sort of like at, at first you're not sure if like maybe he's like a, a superman and wonder woman child or if maybe he's just like john kent grown up but they, I think they immediately call him by his actual name. So you, you're like, oh, it's not Superboy. And then there's a girl, Flash, who's just got the speed. She looks exactly like Flash. And then there's two uh, lanterns, one boy, one girl. There's another girl who is, uh, oh, oh, she's uh, the Aquaman. She's Aquaman's daughter right before Aquaman got locked inside of the uh, throne of, Crown, Crown of, of Thorns. Thorns. Crown of Thorns. Yeah, the Crown of Thorns. Before Atlantis yeah. got trapped, before it got trapped in Atlantis there. So apparently Mera is pregnant at this point in time in the Justice League book. She just doesn't know it yet. But uh, yeah, she's she's the daughter of Mera and Aqu- Aquaman. And then there's another one who is supposed to be the son of Cyborg. Cyborg is the heart and mind of a man inside of a robot body 
who's like essentially just a computer. So I don't know, like he has no dick or anatomy. I have no idea how the fuck he sired a son. The cyborg child was definitely the stupidest part. Yeah. Like how stupid. <laughs> They're like connecting with each other and shit, like doing father son. Yeah. Yeah. By like with it with like a USB or whatever. The <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. So, so he's just like the new, he's just the newer version of uh, of cyborg, I guess. But yeah, that, right. that whole thing was pretty fucking dumb. But they had to get one yeah. kid for like every Justice League member, I guess. So yeah, except of course. poor Simon Baz, the uh, the the male Green Lantern, like it, you, you, they don't tell you right away who's whose kid. So you think yeah. maybe one of the two lanterns are his, but later on when they all meet, it's revealed like, oh yeah, sorry Simon, uh, no one loved you ever, so you don't have a yeah. kid. <laughs> uh, Died alone. <laughs> Like the the two lanterns and the Flash are all the kids of Flash and Jessica Cruz lantern, and I do like the line that uh, when they meet, Aquaman is chasing them for that Black Ninja character, and uh, I I think it's the new cyborg, the cyborg son, or else it's uh, the Aquaman daughter. One of them somehow has a, a way that they teleport back to the past. And, and they find the seek out the actual Justice League of nowadays. No, they they use the Forever Stones. Oh, yeah, that are they're not the Infinity Stones. Okay, yeah, they're yeah, total, totally, it's different, totally different. But... Just like the Soul Stone is different from that other Soul Stone. Yep, not, it's not the same at all. It's not I can't... the same thing. And they go they on a. Up with that, they came up with that idea before they even heard about the Infinity Stones. Yeah, they go on a quest to find the Infinity Bracelet, the Infinity <laughs> yeah. mit, the Infinity Mittens. Yeah, not a, not a not a not a glove. Yeah, it's a mitten. It's a mitten. It's for children. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, okay. So yeah, they they time warp back to the what's supposed to be like the now current time, and they seek out the Justice League. Cyborg immediately does like some test inside the Watchtower on like everyone's DNA, and they realize they're all sired from each member of the Justice League. Cyborg's son is there. The uh, the little Flash and the two Lanterns are all the kids of Barry Allen Flash and Jessica Cruz. And I, I do love the line that Barry Allen has when he re- realizes this. He's like, oh shit, how am I going to explain this to Iris? She's going to be pissed. Because Iris West is in any incarnation of the Flash, no matter what time period it is. If it's the Barry Allen Flash, Iris West is like his, his dream girl, the love of his life. And they always eventually end up getting married and stuff. And in the current Flash Rebirth book, he's trying to win her over right now. They're not technically dating. He's still trying to, like, uh, uh, smooth talk her and, and get her to, like, start going out with him. But they're still so good friends. So they're, they're not dating in the comic books yet? Not yet. Oh, but, okay. Uh, but, like, he and, right. he and Jessica Cruz did go out on one single date, and it didn't go well because they had to go and save the world, like, in the middle of it. So I think they kind of called it quits after like that one date. But this would imply that they get back together and uh, fuck a couple more times before Barry Allen marries Iris, I guess. So yeah, maybe good. Yeah, good for know. you, Barry. And then. Yeah. And then the other girl is uh, the daughter of Mara and uh, Arthur. And right. so that gives Mara some hope that she'll someday see Arthur Curry again. That kind of gets her out of her little gloomy funk that she's in because she thought he was dead. Yeah, so they're all back and they all hang out and meet up. Oh, yeah, and the uh, the Superboy kid, the Superman kid. So we realize what 
his backstory is he's the bastard son of Wonder Woman and they all keep trying to figure out who the father is. Like he has a moment with uh, Steve Trevor, like Steve Trevor kind of looks at him. He's like, oh, you're Diana's son. And he kind of like wink, wink. And uh, the kid, I forget his name, what they call him in this. But he's like, yeah, you're, you're, you're not my dad. Don't worry. Steve Trevor is all heartbroken about that. But um, like Diana couldn't raise him. So she left him with Superman because Superman and Lois Lane are like the two best people she knows. And they raise him as their own. And he's sort of as uh, John Kent, the Superboy's little brother, is how they, they tell it. So that's why he's got the uh, Superman cape and the House of L signal. Yeah, I, I forget that kid's name now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but whatever. Wonder Woman's kid. Yeah, Wonder Woman's um, bastard. He's even like... Uh, living with uh superman for a while too right like they all kind of like yeah. go and just like hang out with like their yeah they've got they've got parents, some time which i thought was strange yeah especially yeah. because like in their future they like explain to them immediately about how they all died like brutally like in this giant yeah. fight while they just like stuck them on the i think they leave them in Demoscura or amazon or yeah just no one's really that all that concerned about it for some reason yeah like oh well okay we'll die when we die i guess well i'll, I'll make you some dinner so yeah here you go <laughs> yeah at a boy i'm proud of you and like yeah it's it's really strange the way they do that yeah yeah so so, so eventually arthur curry from the future he comes back as well he teleports back because he also has his own infinity mitten gems i guess so he finds them <laughs> and uh He's kind of chasing them all down. There is a moment where he finds his daughter and Mara. Mara's like, Arthur, what the hell happened to you? Why are you a monster now? And he kind of explains to her um, that she died in the future and he immediately gave up all hope and reason for living. And the daughter kind of assumed that Arthur Curry was the one that killed her. But we later find out it's that black ninja boss lady that did it. And Arthur Curry just submitted to her because there was nothing that he had to live for anymore after Mara died. And so he just gave up. And so that kind of made them feel better about him being an evil bounty hunter, I guess. But yeah, yeah sure. And then so we get to the big final show. Oh, yeah. So so the whole thing that Simon Baz is doing this whole time, he is at this uh, big crash site with uh, Steve Trevor and a bunch of the U.S. government. And it's like this weird virus thing that is uh, spreading. And so Simon Bass kind of encapsulates it using his ring inside of a little like dome. And Steve Trevor is there with him kind of like forming a perimeter with all of uh, whatever non-sick U.S. Uh, Army members he has with him. Mm -hmm. So the two of them are doing that while the others are all like reminiscing and spending time bonding with their parents. And the reason Simon Bass never has a kid is because when the, the Black Queen or the Black Ninja, whatever the fuck she was going by, she shows up with Arthur Curry and they all teleport right to that spot. And that's when uh, Steve Trevor asks if he's Diana's kid's dad and he tells her no, him no, and he cries. Simon Bass immediately gets infected by what that sickness is that he was trying to encapsulate. It's like a evil virus of just hatred and disdain and uh, fear, I guess. I don't know. It's some stupid thing yeah. that makes everyone like crazy with anger. So Simon it's Bass, like talking and stuff. Like whatever, yeah, yeah. Whatever. The evil talks to him, and so yeah. so Simon Bass immediately gets like infected with it. He's like the very first one, so that's why 
he never has kids, I guess, in the future that came back to him. So while this is happening, the, the Black Queen ninja lady, she finally shows up and reveals herself. And it turns out that she's Apollota, Diana's mother from Themyscira. So, <laughs> like, the, this, this anger cloud virus thing keeps talking to Diana. And she's like, this is why. It's because it's my anger and hatred. Um, and you're my daughter. And I don't remember why, but immediately, like, Hippolyta is like, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm going to sacrifice myself to save you from it now that I've seen the air of my ways. Just like, oh, suddenly. Yeah. No, I'll take. Don't worry. <laughs> like, I know I don't remember exactly all that well, but, I mean, it seemed like it was just out of nowhere. Like, it was getting to, like, a dire situation where, like, everyone was in trouble of, like, being overran by this evil and dying. Except, like, at the last second... Like, the person who brought it to everyone to kill them all was like, oh, never mind, I'm just going to be a good guy now and save you all from it. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, she went through all that work and just decided, like, at the last second, like, oh, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll take care of this. Sorry about that. Yeah. Like, I felt like they were just trying to wrap up this, like, story arc. They're like, oh, we've been doing this for five issues. Let's just <laughs> yeah, we gotta wrap close, it up we got to end it somehow, yeah. yeah oh, we got to move on to the next thing here. And so, like, the entire time, uh, Batman isn't in this one. He's, he's uh... He's still like at the cave trying to figure out what's going on with that uh, uh, evil bubble stuff. He's trying to research that as best he can. And uh, I forgot to mention this: the, the when Arthur Curry shows back up, the cave like kind of notifies Batman. It's like, "Oh, hello, Arthur. How are you today?" He's like, "Arthur, he's stuck in Atlantis." And then he just like sucker punch Batman, takes him out, and he steals a bunch of. Uh, he knows Batman has ways to stop every member of the league in case any of them ever go rogue or, or get possessed by evil how to take them all right. out so he does that so that he can capture all the kids and bring them back to that black queen and then uh batman eventually shows up like near death with the rest of the league but yeah he, he's really not in it at all this this issue or this volume no i think he just gets like beaten up yeah. and that was about it yeah and he's like flying a jet yeah, like he flew in for yeah. the final showdown, but didn't really do or contribute anything at all. No, he could probably could have stayed home. <laughs> yeah, sit this one out, Bats. The the bad guy will save everyone anyway, so yeah. it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> all the heroes were kind of useless in this. Yeah, so, yeah, so the I, two bad guys. I thought the, uh, I thought the, um, the lady in the black costume was going to be like future Wonder Woman. That's what I was thinking know, too, after, because yeah. like she kept having all these ties to the black mist and stuff. Yeah. I thought like I th I think that would be like better, right? I I don't know who this mother character is, but I I, I don't know. I would have felt like I was right though, so I would have liked it better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I it, it was a, a okay issue, but man, that ending kind of fucking kills it. Like yeah. any any goodwill it had going for it, like that ending was just so bad and just so rushed feeling. Yeah, they could have had a couple more issues, I think. I wouldn't have hated it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, at the very end, so Hippolyta and uh, the new cyborg Aquaman, they decide uh, they can possess all of that evil, just the two of them, and they'll go to like some uncharted part of space and just live out what remaining life they have there, possessed by evil, and eventually die, I guess. Yeah, there you go. Hooray. Wraps it up with yep. a nice little bow on it. Everyone gets to go back home to their own time using the uh, not infinity stones. Yeah, yeah. So I think overall I enjoyed it. But yeah, the ending was a 
pretty stupid. Yeah, that that was like the one big blemish it had for it. Yeah, because I, I still kind of like the uh, time travel stuff that was going on. I, I don't know why it was it, it was doing it for me, but I like the cool Aquaman cyborg whatever blend yeah yeah the um, evil aquaman was kind of a highlight of that thing he was a badass yeah he was really cool <laughs> but uh well yeah what'd you what'd you feel about it um yeah like i said i mean I, I liked it for the most part just hard to get past that shitty ending um yeah i want to see like a another book about like aquaman living with uh what's her name uh with the Hippolyta. evil thing because they're probably just like like beating each other's asses I you assume know, for that, yeah. infinity, which would yeah. be cool. <laughs> I, I hope they do come back with a issue just of those two, just dicking around in outer space. Yeah. Just like being dicks to each other and like trying to hurt each other's feelings and stuff like, like cause of the evil. Yeah. Yeah. You're a cunt. Yeah. You're an asshole. It'd be funny. I would like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's an okay book, but yeah, it's just a real hard ending to get by and let slide. It, other than that, though, mm-hmm. I think it was pretty decent, though. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, there's actually a lot of time travel in these uh, in these books. Yeah, there are, like and a... not even like you're not even reading the ones that like really deal with it. Like, um, I would maybe suggest to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit, I, I can't remember if it's an actual Flash or if it's just like the. Uh, I think it is just called like the DC Rebirth um, Prelude. But it kind of has like okay. a first chapter for each character who who they started stories out with right at launch, and it kind of okay. has a the backstory of like how the whole rebirth thing happened, because not Barry Allen Flash, his former sidekick oh. Kid Flash, called Wally West, he's been trapped inside okay. the Speed Force. The Speed Force is what the, all the Flash characters use to like travel through time, um, mm-hmm. and. Wally West has been trapped in it for years and like he's been completely forgotten by everyone on earth one, which is the earth where this is all taking place. And the only okay. way that he can get back into earth one is he's got this little window of like an hour where he has to confront someone from his past and they have to immediately remember him and love him and know how much they loved him. And that I'll get him like grounded back onto earth. And so he immediately tried to like do it to his wife and she couldn't remember him, and he was all heartbroken about that and about to give up. And then he goes and finds Barry Allen. And Barry Allen, it all comes back to him. And he's like, Kid Flash, oh my God, I used to have a sidekick. And he pulls him back in, and like, yeah. Slowly but surely, like, all the Rebirth characters, like, all the Titans, because he's a part of the Titans team now, they all, like, slowly but mm-hmm. surely start remembering him and, like, all the good times they had together and stuff. But, like, yeah, oh, okay. I, I would maybe read that and check that one out. Just, yeah, have, like, a little bit of a backstory for it. Yeah, I I do like the time travel stuff. It's uh, interesting to me. Okay. Um, uh, we will skip Aquaman and the Teen Titans, and we're going to go with X-Men Blue Volume 3. It's called Cross the Capers. Clever title. <laughs> so. the, the first thing I want to say about this one is uh, Beast is a very, very handsome man all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. So if you have no idea what's going on there, okay. No. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So back in X Men, um, X Men versus Avengers happened a couple years ago. Uh, the Phoenix Force kind of got implanted in five X Men mutant characters. Cyclops was the one leader of them, and he kind of became corrupted by the Phoenix Force and took out the other four members. For all to get all the power for himself, and he's kind of like 
a phoenix version of Cyclops, like a dark phoenix version. Um, he eventually kills Charles Xavier during that battle, and then the Avengers eventually put him down and stop him, and the Phoenix Forest uh, gets removed by this uh, special machine that uh, Iron Man worked on. And so he's no longer the Phoenix, but he's now kind of like, he's essentially what Magneto was back in the days when he was like a mutant terrorist. That's kind of how they've had Cyclops act. He's still like, he lost all of like the X-Men have lost faith in him and have uh, gone with Wolverine as opposed to him. Cause they had a big like falling out the two of them where they split the X-Men team. And eventually like everyone goes and joins Wolverine's group. And so Cyclops is left with like his wife, Emma Frost, magic. Magneto is there as like a mentor to him. And then bits and pieces like throughout time, Kitty Pride like joins and leaves through sporadically. And at one point in time, like Beast during all this, he decides it would be a great idea to bring back the original five X-Men so that young Cyclops can talk to current day Cyclops and explain to, uh, that he's going like fucking crazy and he needs to stop being a dick and to just like chill out because he's turning into Magneto. And uh, he, <laughs> he brings he brings the original five and he can't get them back because he's a terrible, terrible engineer, I guess. But whatever. They're all trapped in the current day time. So there, did, there's a book. How about did he even time. come up with that idea? Like that's, I, I that's don't fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, X-Men throughout time have done a lot with like time travel too. So. All right. All right. Yeah. That, that seemed like the best plan to him at the time. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Why not? So yeah, those, those, so we have young versions of the X-Men that are hanging out again. So I guess whatever. So yeah. yeah so it's the original young five, which is angel, mm-hmm. Iceman, beast before he turns into like the blue fur thing. That's an experiment that he does later on that turns him that way. He's just, oh. he's just a regular human boy now with just like giant athletic ability and like feet and he can hang upside down. He's smart. So wait, was he a mutant then originally? Yeah. He's still a mutant. His power is like the, uh, he's sort of like a monkey man. Like he can walk on ceilings okay. and shit and he can use his feet for like extra dexterity okay. and stuff. And, uh, his mutant power is not like the blue fur and that, that that's just an experiment that he does that goes wrong, but it just sort of work. It fits together really well though. Luckily. Yeah. He just happened to be named beast, I guess. Yeah, and like he happened to have like his mutant powers were that he acts like a beast. Yeah. So it just all comes together yeah, nicely. Perfectly. Yeah. So so like yeah, so the original five, I think it was also mainly a, an excuse to just like reintroduce Gene Gray to like new readers or new generation of readers too. Um because like they've mm-hmm. already done like a solo Gene Gray book, and so it seems like they're really trying to market her to like younger readers. So that's I think that's kind of like the other main reason they did it. So, like, the only current day versions of them that are still alive are Iceman and Beast. There is a current Archangel, but he's no longer Warren Worthington Angel. Um, Psylocke had to side knife him through the skull and basically, like, lobotomize him because he, he's been having problems with Apocalypse, where Apocalypse can, like, control him and stuff. And so to prevent that from happening and turning him full evil into full-time Archangel, she had to lobotomize him. And so now he's just kind of a killing machine version of Angel. He's stuck as Archangel right now, which is what they were trying to avoid. But because he has a psychic rapport, which uh, is with Psylocke, she is the only person in the world that can control him. So he's kind of just her like muscle bodyguard who always protects her and makes sure she's safe and will kill anyone that fucks with Psylocke. 
So so he he is around still, but it's not like a version that he can more and more than can can go talk to and hang out with and stuff. All right. Um, Cyclops has died. The the real current Cyclops, he died. Um, that originally Marvel wanted to write out all X Men characters because they no longer own the movie rights to them. They were owned by Fox, and so as petty as those fucking cunt bags at Marvel and Disney are. They decided they were going to kill off the greatest team they fucking have, the X-Men, and focus on the fucking garbage Inhuman team. So they have the Inhumans, they all get their powers from this thing called uh, Terrigen Mists, and it gets released into the Earth's atmosphere and it's floating around, and any mutant that gets in touch with it, it has deadly uh, effects on them. And uh, Cyclops unfortunately died. From the Terrigen Mist. All right. That yeah, that was before this uh this story that we're reading. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah, how do they start this one? I forget how it starts actually. All right. So the the blue team, the, the current X Men team, it's X Men Gold and X Men Blue. X Men Blue are the original five, and they're working for Magneto, and they've got a new version of Wolverine because you can never leave Wolverine fucking dead because he's your money maker. So they've got Jimmy Hudson who's like a. a distant universe future version of a seed of wolverines and then working for magneto our danger who is like the danger room only in like an ai robot form polaris his daughter and then uh there's some random woman named i think briar rose is her name but that's that's this whole team that's that's who makes it up which one is briar rose i don't know that she was in this issue at all because i I think she got captured in the last one or she was injured but uh, yeah, right. she's, she's just one of their teachers who, who sends them out on the missions in this team. Um, okay. So I, I think it starts with uh, okay, yeah. So it starts with uh, Jean Grey and them. They're all kind of in different parts of the mansion, and Magneto calls Jean in uh, desperation, like to immediately come and see him. And uh, Magneto is like having like this huge migraine, and he's kind of getting like erased from time because these X Men are out of time. It's fucking with the time stream of all realities of the Marvel universe. And so like everything that they know is being deleted from existence, including like all those people who were there, like Polaris and Magneto, they both just disappear out of time right there in front of the X-Men. So there's this time machine that Magneto and Beast have got, or Magneto and Danger have been working on uh, to try and hopefully finally get the X-Men back home. Beast has been trying on his own to do it. He's been, He's no longer just a man of science. He now uh, does magic under uh, Doctor Strange's tutelage. I remember you talking about that in another episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did. I did notice in this issue he was talking about like, oh, like magic, right? And like the, he just like mentions it and reminds you real quick. Because <laughs> <laughs> because like a, a issue back, he, he did like try to teleport them back to their right time using magic, and like mm-hmm. they got there for a second, but they saw another version of themselves and they thought that they must have been in like the wrong time and not actually back home. So they gave Mm -hmm. up and kind of came back to the current day. Um, So because of that, Magneto has been like building a time machine to hopefully one that will actually work and get them to the right time. Yeah. Then like, uh, yeah, because Magneto tells them like, go back to you should go back or something. What was that message? I think like or, as he's with his dying breath, he's like, you have to go back to, to save all of us or save everything. Um, right. He was like, Oh, read my memories. And yeah. then like, it was a message from like professor X. Yeah. Charles Xavier. Is that what it was? Yeah. 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 Something like that. 
And he um, tells them you have to come home now or something, I think is what he says. Yeah. It's like you have to start this time travel thing. Yeah, so so that's all this issue is. It's just them like jumping to different times and like finding different like variations of the X-Men team. Yeah, saying um, what's up to all the different versions. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. they they keep going to these uh like spots in like the future where the X the original five X Men are like the most hated villains on the in that time frame. And they're trying to figure mm-hmm. out like how the fuck that can be because they, they don't kill people, they're good guys. Um and so they they find a bunch of different like X Men teams who have all been like beaten to death and like murdered at the hands or mm-hmm. at the guidance of the original five. Um, I do like one of the teams that they did find was sort of a variation of Generation X, which was a nice tie-in because they just brought in the new Generation X story. Okay, the, the yeah, I was, like I was going to ask if that and, was like, Chamber. the real Generation X or if that was like that was most of the like that. yeah that was most of like the actual original Generation X uh, storyline team. So that was a nice okay. little tie-in that they did. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, eventually they do get back into like their right time. And they show up yeah. in the middle of like a fight between what they think is the original five, and they still think they're just like not lining up in time correctly, and they just murdered the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, and they're about to kill Magneto, and then Charles Xavier just comes out of nowhere and he's like he stands up and walks, and he's like, um, I figured you guys would be back at some point in time. Oh well, I guess I didn't want to reveal who we were right now, but oh well, now's as good a time as any. And they like release uh, heat-seeking missiles to blow up Magneto in the original five, and then one of the oh, future yeah. time frames, Beast's got some special like time warp uh, technology from the future, and then he can put them in like a, a, a still time, like a, a they're stuck in like a, a single spot in time, a single moment in time where they're safe. Yeah, it's like a they can like look at all the timelines right mm-hmm. is that what's going on yeah it's like a weird bubble where they can like see into like every time frame of existence but they're not technically in or out of any of them at the moment they're just know. like observing yeah it's a super comic booky thing yeah so like they do that and uh they have a talk with magneto and that's the magneto that they see at the very beginning who they see in the the memory telling them the message about how you have to go back in time um mm-hmm. So they, they go to the X-Mansion, and it's revealed... Okay, so you're not going to have any idea of what this team is or what it's from. But, mm-hmm. like, one of the first issues... And it, this is before, like, X-Men Blue, even. It's one of the very first issues where the original five are brought back. They meet this team from the future. It's like the future X-Men, but they're uh, kind of bad guys. And it's uh, the son of Xavier... Oh, he, he's an evil yeah, walking I, son of Xavier who looks exactly like Xavier for some reason. Well, I think he just has to shave his head. They're fine, right? Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I these these members. I I I was wondering about. They had like that uh, old man Deadpool, old man right? Deadpool because they're doing old man Logan now. So I guess they yeah. wanted to be funny, and you have to include Deadpool in every goddamn fucking thing you do with your Mar- when you're Marvel. So yeah, that's that's sure. how they got yeah. him in this. And. and uh, but the one I was really confused about was like the ice thing. Okay, so because not... I think like uh, what's his name, Bobby Drake, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he, what did he change into ice thing? So okay, at the end of this. So he is just Iceman. Iceman, okay. a little ways down the line, Apocalypse uh, planted an Apocalypse seed into Iceman, Bobby Drake, current day Iceman, 
and you gave him mm-hmm. omega level powers like he was okay. always a pretty powerful mutant but omega level powers are like the upper echelon of uh they're like the Jean Grey, Emma Frost level of like super strong, unbeatable mutants. And so Iceman was never on that level. But uh, when Apocalypse like tried to possess him, he made him, his, him all the more powerful. And so now he can like do all these insane things that he could never do before. Like he can make like a thousand Icemen, to, like Icemen like Golems, he calls them, where they're kind of like decoys, kind of like a multiple man of just Icemen. He can do that kind of. He can also turn himself into like giant Iceman monsters and like Iceman things and like Iceman hulks. So he's like he's like a super fucking powerful uh, character in the future. So so that's what this ice thing is. It's just that one of his. It's one of his ice golems who somehow became sentient. And I don't know if like he kills off the future Iceman and just takes over Iceman for himself, but. He's one of his like uh, his doppelganger type things. Okay, gotcha. I forget the other ones though. So there's like Ice Thing and Old Man Wolverine and no, 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 Professor Wolverine. X's kid. No or sorry, Wolverine. Old Man, Old Man Deadpool. Deadpool. And then Zorn. Yeah, yeah. Zorn is another one of those Omega level psychics. Um, mm. When they first introduced this team, it was revealed that that Zorn is actually Jean Grey, who was somehow back to life in the future, and, and like. They were in it for just a real brief like cameo, and they like introduce themselves, and then they just disappear back into time. But yeah, that so this Zor never like unmasks. But I'm I'm under the impression that it's still just future Jean Grey back to okay. life. Um, and then the other girl Molly Thomas, who they they gave her a different name. It wasn't like Power Girl or like Bruiser Girl, but she was like the big, uh, muscular girl with the do rag. That is okay. actually that is actually like current times. It's Molly Thomas who's on the. Uh, children's teenage team called the Runaways. She she mm-hmm. is like a super strong like bruiser character, but this is just her when she grows up. So she's no longer like a little like eight year old girl. So okay. so that's that that's kind of a cool little tie, I guess. If you read Runaways, and then I think there was one other person on that team. I, I can't remember the other one. I wasn't there. F- no, there was like six of them. I think. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, it, it was it was like a Nightcrawler slash. Uh, beast slash uh, wolverine thing it was that blue thing called rays oh. or razor i think it's just r-a-z-e rays i think that's oh, the same I, I thought they actually yeah i think they just called wasn't it just like it looks just like beast right i mean i, I or... think it kind of it's sort of like a combination of the three i think because doesn't it like i think it does kind of have like claws that he fights with like a wolverine would but it's all yeah. blue sort of like nightcrawler too i i don't know it's just some stupid weird like free blue character yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, the, yeah, not as interesting I think as the other ones. Wait, I I, I was gonna ask about the uh, back to the time travel thing. They went to the future and got like that ear thing or the technology thing that like fixes like the time bubble and stuff. But like they said that was a twenty twenty nine. Is X Men twenty twenty nine like another book? Um, not that I'm aware. Or, sorry, of. twenty twenty ninety nine. I, I know Marvel does like twenty ninety nine stuff. Like Spider Man twenty ninety nine is now living. Yeah, in like, like I, I think I used to read the Spider Man twenty ninety nine, so I was like kind of excited about that one. So I'm not sure if like but, maybe uh, Marvel did like a Marvel Universe twenty ninety nine, or or if maybe they were just doing that to like shout out like the Spider Man twenty ninety nine stuff. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Like I was, I wanna, I wanna see the Spider Man twenty ninety nine or read the Spider Man twenty ninety nine stuff again. <laughs> nice. So I was excited about this one. Uh, I wasn't sure if like they had a whole universe based on that one. Yeah, I'm not but, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I could Google it, but I just wrote it down <laughs> and then I forgot about it. 
Anyway. Yeah. So. So then what? How's so, this one end? Uh, okay. they, they've got the actual Professor X. He's like uh, in a. He's still awake and conscious, but he's like frozen, in like a, comatose sort of state. Like they 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 changed Cerebro in the future, I guess so that it kind of just paralyzes him, and so he can't use his uh, telepathy to call out. So he explains that he like barely mustered up enough power to just make that desperation call to him that they saw at the mm. very beginning of the book. But yeah, basically it's a big battle where they all fight and eventually the out of time X-Men from the past living in the future, they win. And then, oh yeah, yeah. Like that professor is like, you guys are great. And I'm so happy to have you back, but you've changed since you've been living in the future. All of you have, you guys have to go back there and just keep living that life out. So it kind of defeated the entire purpose of this entire story, except I guess it freed like the real Charles X from the past and got the uh, fake future X-Men out of the past, I guess. So like the future Mm -hmm. X-Men original five won't be hated and feared because Charles, the younger Charles Xavier too, he was uh, uh, psychically making them all look like the original five for everything they did too. That's, yeah. that's why they were hated. I think they were like weirdly professor X was telling them like, Oh, you have to come back to like the exact moment or something like that. It can't just be like later in that time. I I don't know. Oh, okay. So they still weren't hundred yeah. percent on the like time jump to exact. Yeah. Like you have to go like right to where you disappeared in the first place because you've changed too much. Interesting. I guess. <laughs> so like, um, Okay, so these are books that we actually read. I just wanted to bring them up and talk about them real quick here. Okay. Okay, so in the last uh, Baby Giraffes episode, I mentioned the Jean Grey book that I had read. And uh, I I didn't want to jump ahead because I haven't actually read the follow-up, which is uh, The Rise of the Phoenix. But coming out of that, there was some news that I saw on, like, the Marvel comic app and, like, Comixology, where there's a new X-Men series called X-Men Red. It's a brand-new X-Men team. And I'm super excited about this book because... Apparently during that uh, Jean Grey Volume 2, real-life Jean Grey is resurrected somehow, and she comes back to Earth, and she's back in the, like, the Marvel comic canon. Um, and X-Men Red is her team that she forms. And I had also mentioned during that about how Neymar had been like 100% just forgotten about by everyone at Marvel creative teams. They're just like, oh yeah, we have that character. I forgot about him. Our version of Aquaman. Let's throw him somewhere. So, like, he's, he's like, the first one that she recruits for her new uh, team. And then Nightcrawler, even though he's on the X-Men Gold in, like, the current books, and he's currently dating, like, the future daughter of Cyclops and a clone of Jean Grey's called Rachel Summers, who goes by the codename Prestige. They're an item, but I don't know what goes on, but he leaves that team to go and join the X-Men Red as well. Gambit, who was in the very first issue, the very first chapter of X-Men Gold, just as like a small cameo and hasn't been seen in any Marvel books since then. He's actually a member. They have a a newer healer called Gentile. He's a member. And then all new Wolverine, which is uh, after they killed off Wolverine, X-23, Laura Kinney. She took on the, uh, the costume of Wolverine and she goes by the name Wolverine. And they have the all new Wolverine series. Um, she joins this team as well. She hasn't been seen since like the, the last uh, relaunch. So it's good to see her finally like back on a team. And like there's a clone of her that we find during those stories. 
who is going, I guess, by the new name of Honey Badger. She's basically just a X-23 clone, like X-23 is a clone of Wolverine. So the two of them are also teaming up on this book. But man, I'm, I'm super excited about this. It sounds like an awesome team. I'm just thrilled that Gambit and uh, X- X-23 are on books again. Sounds cool. Like Gambit's been like nowhere. Didn't he like pop up in the movies once and it wasn't it wasn't as good as anyone thought it would yeah, be? That was, that was fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. Which which movie was that? I can't remember. X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, where that's where he was also played by that. Deadpool he was played was by too, that right? kid. Yeah, yeah, the terrible Deadpool. He was played yeah, by the yeah, kid from Friday Night awful. Lights. They are making a solo Gambit movie starring Channon Tatum though. Oh, really? That's gonna be terrible. Okay. I assume. You think it's gonna be terrible? Probably. Okay. Hopefully not, but I have my doubts. Yeah. Just hopefully. Well, does that mean they're putting X Men into the Marvel universe then, or or is it a different thing? It, I, this one's still being done by Fox. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, th- I thought they were bought up already. That has never gone through yet. All right. Well, anyway, how, how'd you feel about that X-Men book? You said you hated it. Why? Eh, I mean, it, it was it was the shortest one, first of all. It, it was only four issues long to make up that entire volume. So yeah. If, if I didn't get it just from a library and I actually paid for it, thinking it was going to be like a, about six issues long, like a normal one, it felt ripped off. But I mean, yeah. eh, I mean it was a lot of just... Uh, time filler like between issue one yeah. and four where they finally like face the uh, actual team and stop them like all that shit in the future seeing how bad they are i mean i get it for the story point but yeah that was that wasn't super necessary it's nice to see like the small cameos of like other versions of like x-men who they'd kind of like forgotten about or put on like the back burner or that haven't been in books in a while so i mean that was nice but I don't know. I kind of agree. It was uh, it was cool to see a lot of them. Like I, I haven't read any X Men comic books in like many years, so I, I kind of enjoyed going back. They had like those original five, you know, the ones you recognize. So yeah. that kind of worked for me, you know. They, yeah, a lot of time travel stuff. They, I, I like the time travel stuff, you know. Like I said before, it, it wasn't too bad. Uh, I think I would keep reading. Is uh, X Men Gold better? Do you think which one is better? I kind of prefer gold only because it's not time displaced X-Men. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. It's like actual current day team. It's like a uh, Kitty Pride's their leader. They have Storm, okay. Wolfman, Logan, who is a time displaced right. X-Men. Uh, Nightcrawler was on it, Prestige, and then uh, Colossus is on it as well. Okay. Maybe I'll check that one out. Yeah. Actually with uh, reading all these comics, those whole like arcs of like, you have like six issues as a volume. It feels like like one episode of a TV show. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. even though it's like it's like, man, I just read like six books. I feel like each one is like one sixth of a TV episode, though. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like the feeling I got from it, just like reading them again. I, I think that's kind of why I can like speed through them like this. Is why I'm reading so many so frequently is just because yeah, they're only like six issues long, so. Yeah, yeah. Easy to get through in like a day or two. Just go right through them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Like you, you can get through it in like a, an hour or two, I think. Yeah, if it's, if it's so. actually good and you're actually like enjoying it, you don't want to stop. Yeah, sure. But oh. uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. So I would read more. That's good. That's good. All right. Yeah. So we're not going to mention the Teen Titans and the Aqualad. We'll mention those like in the future episode, I guess. Um, yeah, maybe we can talk about them next time. Yeah. Big thanks for joining us here. Yeah, anytime. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have you on here. Now that we've kind of figured out this Skype thing in future episodes. Yeah, just a little backstory. Uh, Dave and I were messing around with trying to get everything working. 
uh, over Skype for what nearly two hours before <laughs> we started hour recording hour. Yeah. this. It was fucking terrible. Yeah, I I don't know. Just any any problem you have, it's hard to fix problems from far away, right? From halfway across the country or world, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm uh, teaching in China, so we're doing this from opposite ends of the globe. So it's a lot of work. Man. Um. All right. Well, normally when we wrap up one of these. Do you have anything you want to plug or promote? If you're a listener of the show, you know, you can uh, find me at uh, donaldlevandowski.com if you want to give me any money or work. <laughs> um, I can do editing for like audio, video stuff. I'm starting to learn some uh, After Effects too, so maybe some of that as well. Like I made that uh, graphic for the for the uh, YouTube video. And where is which, that YouTube uh, found at? GHBT Minis, Minis. right? <laughs> All right. Ruff yeah, put you, me, you, Ruff put me on the spot the other night. Yeah, yeah, Ruff put recorded. me on the spot the other night, and I couldn't remember it and didn't know I needed to do. I was like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Anything else? I, I don't think so. I, I, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, it's at D Levandowski. But uh, I, I, don't, I don't do much Twitter, just, you know, living in China. The, 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 it, I have to connect to a VPN and everything to access it. So I, I, don't, I don't check it very often. But follow me anyway. Yeah. Someday yeah. I'll check it again. Check him out. Um, yeah. You can find the uh, podcast here on anywhere you can find podcasts, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, um, Google Play. That's what they're called, right? Yeah. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at GiraffesHBTPod. Um, seriously, start tweeting us and letting us know your thoughts on these episodes. Because if we're doing a shit job, we want you to tell us so we can at least attempt to make an improvement. Uh, if you like what you hear, again, you can give us some positive feedback, too. We enjoy that. We're all very narcissistic dudes. We love hearing how great yeah, we are. True. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash giraffes have black tons podcast. We'll link it. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I can't remember <laughs> either. I, I, I never check that one. And I never remember exactly what it is when I try to shut it out. I always blank on yeah, it. Yeah, I just I just have a document where I just copy paste all these things every week. <laughs> That's, so I, I, yeah, I, I, do that I can't too. remember them with my brain. Fuck. All right. Yeah, we'll yeah. link everything. Follow us at everything. Like, share, subscribe, tweet at, leave comments. Please leave fucking comments. I don't care if you just tell us to go fuck ourselves. Just leave some comments so we know you're listening and what you think, what you like, what you hate about us. Please. Yeah, let us know. So you, we're, we're open to, to uh, suggestions and new ideas and yeah, good to start a community, I think, right? Like try to do a giraffes have black tongues group of friends, I guess, whatever it go. is. Yeah. Group of listeners, super followers. All right. Well, all right. Again, thank you for joining us or joining me today, Donnie. No problem. All right. Goodbye. See ya. got them yeah man little little bumpers i think i think it's good nice nice touch dude if we could just add bumpers to episodes and just replay the episodes <laughs> this just, is gonna save us so much fucking time like we've got every 60 just resets, episodes ago yeah resets every 60 weeks yeah yeah that's true holy Fuck. shit i think we, fi- I I think we figured it out ever have to try to read again yeah <laughs>